Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Sometimes a Wild God by Tom Hirons Sometimes a wild god comes to the table. He's awkward and does not know the ways of porcelain, of fork and mustard and silver. His voice makes vinegar from wine. When the wild god arrives at the door, You will probably fear him. He reminds you of something dark that you might have dreamt or the secret you do not wish to be shared. He will not ring the doorbell. Instead, he scrapes with his fingers, leaving blood on the paintwork, though primroses grow in circles round his feet. You do not want to let him in. You're very busy. It's late or early, and besides, you cannot look at him straight because he makes you want to cry. The dog barks. The wild god smiles, holds out his hand. The dog licks his wounds and leads him inside. The wild god stands in your kitchen. Ivy is taking over your sideboard. Mistletoe has moved into the lampshades, and wrens have begun to sing an old song in the mouth of your kettle. I haven't much, you say, and give him the worst of your food. He sits at the table bleeding. He coughs up foxes. There are otters in his eyes. When your wife calls down, you close the door and tell her it's fine. You will not let her see the strange guest at your table. The wild god asks for whiskey, and you pour a glass for him, then a glass for yourself. Three snakes are beginning to nest in your voice box. You cough. Oh, limitless space. Oh, eternal mystery. Oh, endless cycles of death and birth. Oh, miracle of life. Oh, the wondrous dance of it all. You cough again, expectorate the snakes and water down the whiskey, wondering how you got so old and where your passion went. The wild god reaches into a bag made of moles and nightingale skin. He pulls out a two-reeded pipe raises an eyebrow and all the birds begin to sing. The fox leaps into your eyes. Otters rush from the darkness. The snakes pour through your body. Your dog howls and upstairs your wife both exults and weeps at once. The wild god dances with your dog. 
You dance with the sparrows. A white stag pulls up a stool and bellows hymns to enchantments. A pelican leaps from chair to chair. In the distance, warriors pour from their tombs. Ancient gold grows like grass in the fields. Everyone dreams the words to long-forgotten songs. The hills echo, and the gray stones ring with laughter and madness and pain. In the middle of the dance, the house takes off from the ground. Clouds climb through the windows. Lightning pounds its fists on the table. The moon leans in through the window. The wild god points to your side. You are bleeding heavily. You've been bleeding for a long time, possibly since you were born. There is a bear in the wound. Why did you leave me to die? Asks the wild god, and you say, I was busy surviving. The shops were all closed. I didn't know how. I'm sorry. Listen to them. The fox in your neck, and the snakes in your arms, and the wren and the sparrow and the deer, the great unnameable beasts in your liver and your kidneys and your heart. There is a symphony of howling, a cacophony of descent. The wild god nods his head and you wake on the floor holding a knife and a bottle and a handful of black fur. Your dog is asleep on the table. Your wife is stirring far above. Your cheeks are wet with tears. Your mouth aches from laughter or shouting. A black bear is sitting by the fire. Sometimes a wild god comes to the table. He is awkward and does not know the ways of porcelain, of fork and mustard and silver. His voice makes vinegar from wine and brings the dead to life. I was given a homework assignment from my somatic therapist to explore what the masculine and the feminine polarities mean to me in my inner archetypal landscape. And the first thing that came to my mind was this poem by Tom Hirons. It's a portrait of the character Robert Bly writes about in his book, Iron John, the wild man who lives deep in the psyche. We are in a time of pioneering frontier wilderness of the exploration of the masculine and feminine in the human organism. We know now that within each human, regardless of biological sex is a spectrum of gender influence, what we would call masculine and what we would call feminine. 
that is not identified by the chromosomes we carry, but by something else, something deeper. This identification with one of the polarities or neither is a place of exploration, curiosity, empowerment, and confusion for our people. As I explore my own inner masculine, of which I've been dealt a great quantity, even as a female identifying person, I can find this wild God within me, this wild masculine. And he is not what I've been led to believe the masculine to be. He is not arrogant, nor is he controlling, nor does he desire to compete for competition's sake. He cares about strength and skillfulness and mastery, but only as far as his own limits and his ability to belong to his people from a place of honor, just as the three-legged fox who lives here on our property adjusts his day to accommodate his abilities, hunting in the daytime when it's warmer and prey is more plentiful, moving slowly on well-worn trails, the wild God within me understands that limitations are the edge that we work to find our honor, our skillfulness, our belonging. They are not a place of shame to hide away, to turn from. They are our personal invitations to creativity, to cooperation. The older I get, the more the wild man in me is interested in passing on the skills I've learned in dancing with my limitations. He is embodied. He lives in his feet and his hands and the movement of air through the hairs on his skin. He lives in his senses. And through that sensual embodiment, he has come to belong here. He longs to pass on those skills by working in his body with his hands alongside those who seek the same mastery he has conquered. In this way, he gives birth. The skills he has developed 
are refined and honed as he passes them on, births them on to the next generation. And he is as proud of these birthings as any mother would be. He cares for the fabric of the people. He understands the belonging of stag and bear and fox and otter within his own being. He feels the connection in his body. His mind is nimble and quick and in service to his embodiment, solving problems, finding creative solutions, adapting technologies in service to the embodied experience of being alive and of seeking mastery over the conditions for survival. This is what he longs for, competence, skillfulness, and sharing those qualities within the web of being in a way that strengthens all beings. He does not take, but he longs to be received, seen, understood, taken into shelter, cared for, but not from a place of dependence, rather from a place of intimacy and connection. When the wild God within is denied his right to exist, because we have put a shade on his throne, an image of the masculine, which is shallow, distorted, divorced from embodiment and wisdom. This patriarchal masculine that has been demonstrated to us for generations exiles the wild masculine, the wild God within, and he rattles the cage. He howls in pain. He bleeds everywhere. And so we try to sedate him. Maybe we try to sedate him with alcohol. With gambling. With video games. Or love affairs. Throwing him crumbs and morsels of his wildness to keep him quiet. To keep him from rattling the cage too much. We promise him that once we've accumulated so much wealth, so much power, so many possessions, then finally he'll have his day. But for now, just be quiet in there. Just live on these morsels until we get there to the mountaintop. But if we could just turn toward him this wild God who lives so fully in his body 
who births so proudly skills necessary for survival, who cares so deeply about the web of relationship and his place within it. The reward we would receive would be so sweet. We would get to belong here and he would get to be free. He may feel dangerous to you, and in some ways he is dangerous, but I promise you can trust him. He will tell you the truth. He will show you the bleeding wounds that you may not have wanted to see. He will teach you how to track your own aliveness, how to find water in the desert, and he exists within each and every one of us. When the wild god comes knocking, may you open the door. To further support my work, please consider joining our community at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. Here you will find plant herbaria, deep sharings about the journey with plants and people, and a space for you to ask your questions and share your own journey with the plants. If you're not able to join us on the Patreon community and you still want to be in support of our work, please consider sharing this podcast with others or liking and following our pages on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.